Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And we are going off-planet into our galactic heritage in today's episode as we continue our discussion about starseeds and our human galactic heritage. Many of us have always felt connected to other aspects of ourself, whether it be Pleiadian or Arcturian and certainly Syrian, home of the dolphins as well. Well, my guest today is helping people all around our planet connect with their galactic family of light. And in this episode, we are going to experience the first galactic handshake, along with a message from the Pleiadian, Syrian, and and Arcturian Council of Light. Asara is here today, and we are so pleased to have her as she is coming in direct from Mount Shasta. Asara, hello and welcome to Quantum Conversations. Hello, and thank you so much for having me on your wonderful show and allowing me to connect with your wonderful angel audience. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. We are so excited to talk about many things in this conversation. Let's start with a little bit about you. You channel the Council of Light, Pleiadian, Syrian, and Arcturian, and you've also been getting together some groups in Mount Shasta as a galactic hub for different galactic civilizations of light. So share with us this is twofold, how you came into uh, the calling to work with the Council of Light, and then uh, how you're doing this in Mount Shasta as well. All right. Well, um, here in Mount Shasta, um, it is a galactic hub. There is a lot of galactic activity, but I believe it's not only concentrated around Mount Shasta. It is happening all over the world. Um, but it's just um, a place where I was drawn to live at and uh, where I was called to really facilitate these galactic contact groups. And over the years, I have facilitated over 100 intentional uh, 
I want to call them lightship sightings. Some call them spacecraft. But also mm -hmm. we had interactions with them. So whenever we would invite them, they would show up and they would really dance in the skies and they would connect with us. And there were energy downloads and interactions with them. Um, and so even with audiences that came from a more like scientific background, engineers or scientists or just very logical people, they could not explain it away anymore. They, they, were, they were just <laughs> really speechless and they said, you know, it's, this is the real deal, we can't deny it. And of course, um, we always need to keep in mm. mind that in these, <laughs> yeah, I know, that in these light ships, there are these galactic beings. So it's not only about seeing them in the sky and knowing that you cannot unsee this anymore, uh, but also understanding that there are our galactic families of light flying these crafts and interacting with us, and they have a lot of respect for us and uh, honor us. Um, for example, when they were in the sky, the groups would sometimes say, come closer, you can land here, you know. And the truth actually is what the council shared with me was that um, they would take the pulse of the group, who, like how comfortable is each individual group member, and if there is a group member who would be less comfortable with them coming closer, that is the benchmark. So the, the most careful approach really is kind of like a rule with, with these interactions. And so this is, this is really um, the, the uh, really big part of my work um, and also, of course, helping um, you know, humanity to discover their own galactic lineage and to help understand their own galactic experiences. Uh, wherever I go, if it is an event or even events that are not necessarily all spiritual, just a, a, a different theme perhaps with a different audience that come from all different walks of life, of life there is about 50 to 60% of people who come to me afterwards after I speak and they say, you know, I had this really strange experience. Do you think this was a galactic experience or they just cannot understand it? And helping humanity understand what is actually happening is the first step and understanding how much love there is in these interactions, how much, how much respect there is and how much of a soul agreement is there anyway. So this is kind of like the, the main co really project or mission or, or divine purpose that I'm following here in being like an intermediary between the galactics and um, humanity, really translating the interactions to or when they are um, sh uh, making their presence known also in like next to us, not in the light ship, but physically like in an embodiment, uh, which we still might only feel right now at the moment, but we will eventually see them physically. And uh, so understanding and translating, this is kind of like uh, part of my, my job. And of course, also helping green companies to develop more advanced solutions for our economic issues that we have on the planet because our galactic families really care a lot about the well-being of our planet. And so this is another part of my work that I do currently to download these blueprints and engineering um, information for these companies to develop more effective solutions and faster solutions to really turn this ship around called planet Earth to really create a more pristine way of life here on this planet. So this is just a little bit where I am right now. <laughs> Please go ahead. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Bravo. You said a lot there. 
and we're going to cover a couple of those points that you discussed. They're quite fascinating. This truly is how we bring off-planet information to the planet, and I truly honor you for stepping up and helping those green companies with solutions. Okay, before we go further, Asara, we are going to create sacred space. So let's take yes. a moment and do that. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. So I invite everybody to just lean back for a moment and to place your hand on your heart center. And so we now invite with all our love, with all our heart, the presence of beloved Archangel Michael, all the angels and archangels, beloved Adama of Telus and all our Telosian families and friends, beloved Saint Germain and all the Ascended Masters, our beloved Palladian, Syrian, Arcturian Council of Light and all our galactic families, friends and councils of light, the animal kingdom, dolphins, the whales, the elementals, the fairies, the plant kingdom, the unicorns, the crystal kingdom, and all those who walk with us and watch over us. And may this conversation here today be of the highest light, the highest love, the highest joy, the highest inspiration, the highest wisdom, and the highest good of all that is. So be it. Okay. I can already mm. feel them all around. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the role these days is to really maintain this vibration of the highest light, love, joy, inspiration, and wisdom. Beautiful. Okay. Mm. We do have a lot to cover, and I invite our <laughs> audience to send in their questions. Those are yeah. coming in. Let's go back to the some of those galactic experiences that people had. Sure. Would you like to share yeah. some of those? Mm. Um, I think I, I would like to, before we forget, to uh, talk a little bit about how I got started and how, where I yeah. came from. I'm sorry, I skipped over your question at the beginning. Uh, there's a lot of passion running through me, a lot of love and energy, and so uh, <laughs> on a human level, I'm trying to keep up here. <laughs> yes, um, beautiful. Yes. So um, I was um, born uh, in a very into a very spiritual family, very new agey. Um, my sister was an energy healer. My brother is an animal communicator. My aunt is a tarot card reader. Like it's a very it's what you would call a very like a not really a woo-woo family, but very spiritual, very uh, open, very connected, very psychic, very, you know, uh, which when you're a teenager and your parents are psychic, it's no fun, <laughs> to be honest. But I, but I really, uh, <laughs> I had a lot of um, experiences as a child with galactic beings and angels and ascended masters. But as I was becoming a teenager, and I think a natural part of being a teenager is kind of like rebel a little bit against your upbringing or your environment. And so my way of rebelling was, because everybody was so spiritual, I actually became a banker. 
<laughs> so I went in the opposite direction completely, and my parents were wondering, what did we do wrong with our daughter? <laughs> and I, so I, I had to explore that. I also had to shut down all my abilities and gifts in order to mature so that later on I was able to use them better. Um, it's a little bit overwhelming when you are a teenager and you have all these experiences happening. So it was all shut down, and I was allowed to grow up first. And so, um, and so I came here to this country, um, and I went like further out, further away from the spiritual realms. I, I started a real estate business back then with my back then husband in Florida, and it was very successful. And so I was at, living a really good life, what I thought, but. Uh, after a few years, um, all of a sudden, I felt a, a presence in my bedroom, and um, I remembered, wow, that, oh, I remember that feeling when there's a presence in the room. What's happening here? But I was so um, closed off to the spiritual uh, that I thought out, actually, a psychic medium. I had a bundle of money. I said, hey, I don't know. I can't sleep at night, and there's a presence in my room. Can you make it go away? Can you just uh, put a candle or something? And she just looked at me. She was a, a older, wise woman, and she just looked at me and she said, "You know, they're telling me that you're quite capable of um, communicating with this presence because it seems that it is a relative of yours, and you you need to talk with this uh, messenger, so to speak." And I'm like, "Oh, I don't want nothing to do with all this spiritual stuff." And so I, I said, "Do you want more money, perhaps? Would that make it?" work for you and she said no I can't do that <laughs> sorry you have to do that really and so I was a little stubborn at the beginning and I waited a few more weeks but the presence became more and more noticeable I lost more and more sleep and so I came back to this uh, lady to this psychic medium and I said all right I give up what do we do <laughs> and so she said let's create sacred space and let's invite this uh, messenger in let's see what this messenger has to say to you and so it turns out it was my grandfather who actually had passed away on the day I was born, and he was kind of like my spirit guide. He was assigned from uh, source or from God to walk with me through my life. And so he showed up, and, and he said, you know what, Asara, what you're doing there with your little real estate business, that's cute, but it's not your actual purpose. This is not your true purpose in life. Um, you're actually here to help humanity in your own way, to create that bridge between the dimensions in a way. And so I listened to him and I'm like, well, you know, I just met you. I don't even know you. And you're telling me that I did everything wrong in my life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick with that real estate business for a little longer. And he said, yeah, but I, before I go, I really have to tell you too that your marriage won't last. I'm like, this is great. We just meet and you have all this great news for me. Um, yeah, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> and so I was, I was a little stubborn, you know, and I, I was fighting it. And so uh, the months passed by and then 2008 happened. And we all know what happened in 2008. The global mm -hmm. financial crisis happened and we lost everything. We, we lost our entire business and everything. And, of course, lo and behold, my marriage also fell apart. And I hit rock bottom. I was like, wow, yeah, I, I give up. I surrender. I think uh, he, my grandfather was right. <laughs> and so I, I went back to this wonderful lady, this psychic medium, and she took me under her wings for two years to reawaken my dormant gifts and abilities. And I really learned everything, how to really operate with integrity and to really honor and empower my, my clients and those that I work with and my audiences. And 
And so um, it was it was a great experience. It was a reawakening. It was wonderful. I was so happy. I finally found my purpose. Yay! Whoop de doo! Whoop de doo! But guess what? Uh, I just was not able to actually make a living with it. I I was that was it was quite a few years back, and I I just was struggling. I hit one dead end after the other, and I I got so desperate that I that I. You know, I cried out to the heavens and I said, you guys, if I cannot fulfill my true purpose here in life on this planet, I might as well leave the planet because it's not worth living if I cannot fulfill my true purpose. And I was uh, gradually wanting to actually kind of like almost take my own life because I, I was just, I felt I was not in the right place anymore. If I cannot fulfill my purpose, then I need to go. And so when it, when it reached its peak, when I was really ready to check out um, Archangel Michael, Saint Germain, and also Adama and the, Pal the Palladian Sierra Nocturne Council of Light stepped in, and they were all around me. They stood all around me, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, you guys, I can't take this anymore. I have to fulfill my purpose, and if I can't do that, I go. I, I have no place here. And they all nodded, and they said, well, you know, there is no right or wrong decision here. You have free will, after all. You can do whatever you feel you need to do. And um and I and, and Archangel Michael said, So what do you what do you feel like doing right? What is the the aligned decision for you? And I said, because I was a little intimidated having them all stand around me, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I said at first, Well, I probably will have to stay if you want me to stay <laughs> and Archangel Michael just shook it, his head and said, Did you really think you can um pretend to have made a decision here, you know, we do see your soul and you might as well really check in with your higher self what it is that you really want to do here. And so I kind of like in my light body, I went up to my higher self and I asked my higher self, okay, besides all my human frustration, what is it that I really need to do? Do I need to stay or do I need to go? And my higher self said, well, you're just getting started, okay? You really should actually stay. And when I, when I came back, I said to everybody that was standing around me, I said, okay, I'm going to stay. And once I, I shared with them this decision, my Palladian Sierra Nocturne Council of Light, they invited me to come on board of one of their craft in my light body. So it was, I, it was a, I felt my whole body got, became numb and I felt really tired. It was almost like falling asleep. And then my light body went into one of their crafts and um, and so the craft kind of like took off and we flew out into space and the earth became smaller and smaller and, and they stopped. And then they showed me earth and they said, well, we wanted to show you something very important here. And I saw the earth deteriorating and it became really dark on the earth and I saw all that is going to happen. It was almost like a future projection a trajectory, in, in other words, and, and how the whole planet really got really, really dark. It looked like a burned planet almost, and everybody pretty much, you know, passed away. There was no way of living there. And I got so sad, and I, I was asking them, so that's kind of like, like 500 years, thousands of years into the future? And they looked mm -hmm. at me very sad, and they said, no, this is very eminent. This is very, very soon happening, you guys. This is like a few decades. 
we're talking decades, not thousands of years. Um, and I got really like shocked. I got shook mm-hmm. up from this. And I said, uh, well, w- what are we going to do? And, and they said, well, let us uh, show you a different trajectory of planet Earth. And they showed me on the planet all of a sudden these little dots of light. So there were these little dots of light all over the planet, and they became more and more dots, more and more dots, more and more dots of light, and the whole planet began to light up and glow and was lush and green, and the waters were there, everything in absolute pristine harmony. And I asked, what are these dots of light? And they said, well, these are all the light workers around the planet who are awakening and who are deciding that they want to create, you know, the new earth, a new pristine planet, a new reality. Because both trajectories are possible, and it is up to each of you light workers to want to make this difference. And then they um, brought me back to my body, and ever since, everything all of a sudden opened up, all doors opened up, and... Um, and so I, I was also able to move to Manchester uh, because I was really guided to move to Manchester. Uh, I read uh, some books on Teller by Aurelia Louise Jones, who is unfortunately not longer with us. Uh, but these books really awakened a lot of memories of mine um, about Teller, which is another galactic civilization uh, that um, originated from Lemuria. But we can go more into the details of that. But Basically, I, I was finally able to move to Mount Shasta, and the moment I arrived, really, um, <laughs> I was unloading my car. It was dark. It was, it was night already. I heard a voice in my head that said, look up. So I looked up with my, with my bags in my hand, and there was right above me, I would say a mile above me, a, a light ship, a spacecraft, and it looked like a silver sphere, and it just stood there silently. Like, it didn't move, and I looked like a hypnotized rabbit at this, at this spaceship, and I was like, oh, my God, Asara, you need to get more sleep. You're already seeing spacecrafts in the sky. And so it, it, I felt this warm energy coming down into my heart center, and, uh, and after a while, it was complete, it seemed, and then it flew right towards the mountain, and it disappeared into the mountain. And so I, I said to myself, well, that was an interesting experience. Uh, let me go to sleep right now because that's, that's just so strange. And the next morning, a friend of mine in Mount Shasta called me and said, Asara, did you see the light ship above your house? It was amazing. And then it flew right into the mountain. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was actually not a hallucination. That was really happening. And with that moment, I started to create the galactic contact groups because I felt once you have seen it with your own eyes, you cannot unsee it. It is really happening. It is real. And the galactic team really helped me with the facilitation of these groups. And so this is how I ended up in Mount Shasta and working with the galactic team to just do my little part of being of service here on the planet. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that part of your story. It's such a huge piece of your story and I love how you called the command the universe to help you fulfill your purpose and then that led to that whole experience lots of questions that we're going to talk about 
oh my goodness, I don't know where to begin. Uh, let's go to, let's go back to um, the the embodiment. You said that there could be uh, beings next to us, sitting right next to us, mm-hmm. but we don't know it. Um, and when yeah. you were on, you know, when you felt the ship, when you saw that ship, you felt the warm energy. So yes. maybe you could share a little bit about, um, it, it could be that many of us are having these experiences, we're just not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, well, we all have our galactic lineage, our galactic families who actually are with us from the moment we're born. It's like our angels are with us, the way our ascended masters are with us, our spirit guides. And the galactic families are part of that too because they're our family. <laughs> they really care about us. And so um, so the same way um, the angels and ascended masters and all these spirit guides are a little unseen and sometimes felt unseen, depending on how clairvoyant or how perceptive you are. Um, but they are the same way. They are with us and they are just very patiently waiting for our invitation to connect. But sometimes there are also soul agreements where we have certain timelines or timers that go off where our soul set. And at this point, we want you to have your first galactic experience or uh, we want you to have this sensation. And so it is experienced in many different ways. Um, some feel like a warmth in their heart center or in their crown chakra, sometimes cold spots sometimes a little tingling, sometimes, and I'm also one of them, many times when I would go to bed, I I would feel my whole body like humming or vibrating almost, uh, which is part of the, again, another soul agreement to activate our bodies to shift into the higher dimensions. And so it's also a physical experience. It is an energetic experience, but also our physical bodies, we're taking them with us. And so the cells and of our bodies are vibrating, and they're vibrating them to have them uh, spin faster in a way. The, the energy spin faster, vibrational frequencies to increase. Um, tingling. Uh, sometimes also we see little sparkles in the in the air in the corner of our eyes. Um, some, sometimes we feel like it feels like a little butterfly sits on our hand or or on our forehead. Sometimes pressure points. Sometimes we the ringing in our ears gets louder. I mean, these are all um, part of the umbrella of ascension symptoms, which means also we are able to interact more and more with these higher dimensional civilizations, really. Um, And so it's very lovingly. Another thing, too, that happens for a lot of people are very lucid dreams about galactic contact. Um, There are a lot of people who report very lucid dreams that, like, ships are landing or some sort of an interaction with galactic beings um, and which is in a way a dry run or a or an exercise for for humans to get used to the idea to that concept to that experience of actually being a part of the galactic community again and to be you know to have these galactic civilizations travel in and out here um, on the planet and interact with us just like you know, just like people visit each other in other countries. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, that will become the new norm. And so in order for us to get used to that and be comfortable with it, that is kind of like the process we're in right now. And so a lot of uh, crafts show up in the sky. There are like so many like uh, YouTube videos out there already now. And 
and it's happening more and more, but always with respect to our evolution. Like they are taking constantly measurements, uh, like the like where are we on a soul level, on a maturity level? How emotionally mature are we, so that uh, the interaction is of the highest love and the highest light and of the highest benefit? So this is kind of like part of the process here. Oh, I understand that completely. Once we raise our vibration, then we can interact with higher vibrational beings. Okay. Uh, and so I know in my own experience, I did experience a UFO and my knees went weak. I didn't even think <laughs> to get my camera. And then six months later, I did have a very profound lucid dream early in the morning and the strong message was that from that one is we must not be afraid right and just like you said yeah. there how lovingly can we do this so there's nothing to fear here i think if we were to look at what there is to fear it's kind of the the beings that are already here on this planet keeping us in a controlled system <laughs> right that's yeah that's exactly true that, right <laughs> Uh-huh. And I yeah, think Yeah, what an interesting way of looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared of so much off those or the higher vibrational ones. Yeah. Be aware of, you know, uh, our, va mm -hmm. our vibration now and what keeps us in that vibration and how we could, oh my goodness, raise it and get out of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to talk the light ships before we go on to some of the points that we're going to cover today. Uh, which is mm -hmm. fascinating. Let's talk about the light ships. You said that you saw one that was silver, but we've also seen, yes. I know Miriam Delicato and Virginia Lillinquist, they've shown me videos that they've taken of little, they're almost like orbs and they're pulsing and they yeah. respond to consciousness. And then mm -hmm. I've I've come to understand that this is these are multidimensional. It's like looking into the almost the next dimension. Mm -hmm. So is that yeah. what you see as well? You see pulsing orbs. Yes, yeah, sometimes there are different ones. Sometimes there are also little strokes that come from them. Um, mm. And I, per, I probably perceived it as like a silver ship at first, uh, but I, I. I was told actually by the galactic team, if I were to touch the ship, it, it would not be metallic, <laughs> you know, like it looks silver, but it's not really the, the metal. It's not metal. It is a consciousness in itself. The ships themselves mm -hmm. are consciousness and okay. the, the ones who are flying them connect with that consciousness. And in, when they think go left, the consciousness goes left, like the ship goes left and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a living thing, basically, the, the, the ships themselves. And yeah. so I think, uh, yeah, so that's, it's absolutely correct. They're multidimensional. They all, they all pretty much are. And, um, yeah, they change form. They can, like, change the light. They can change the, the, the whole appearance, too. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that also. Cool. Very, very cool. Okay. Let's go into some of the advanced civilizations um, we're going to work about how we can understand our own galactic star lineage. But I think it's important to really understand those civilizations. One of the most uh, thrilling ones are the inner earth civilizations. So can you share the galactic civilizations of light, the inner earth and the angelic realm, ascended master and so forth? Yeah, 
So that's obviously a really broad um, topic here. Mm -hmm. So I want to focus it for right now. Um, I want to focus on the civilization of Telos. Um, Telos mm -hmm. is ha, the history of Telos, like in, in one minute explained, is that uh, next to Atlantis, there was the civilization of Lemuria, and they coexisted. Um, and the civilization of Lemuria originated from the stars, also Atlantis, of course. And so it, it's kind of like a melting pot of the Palladians, Therian, Alpha Centauri, and um, a few other um, civil, galactic civilizations of light. And so they coexisted for a while, but then for some reason, uh, Atlantis, um, they were very science-based and very, like, with technologies based and they it got a little out of hand <laughs> in to a, to a uh, extent that it would actually destroy the planet and and the Lemurians were kind of trying to talk them out of it to use these technologies so drastically because they they knew that it would kind of like harm the planet and the Atlanteans would not really um, listen to the Lemurians and so eventually divine intervention was needed and so um, there was there were many cataclysms that happened to literally just drown everything because there was just no other way it, they would stop um, proceeding with that. And again, this is another sign in a way um, that how much there is an interest of the galactic civilizations of light to to keep this planet healthy and to really you know care about this planet so much. And so when the cataclysm happened and and the water came in. It's like a great flood that is, you know, referenced in many old stories. The Bible is one of them, like Noah's flood and all that. And so um, when it happened, a certain portion of the Lemurian civilization was seeking refuge in the inner earth cavern system. Okay, it's the Agatha system, it's called, or the Agatha network. And so they found, they asked the Shambhala Council um, if they were allowed to set up their civilization underneath Mount Shasta, and they called that new civilization Telos. So we can imagine that this civilization of Telos is residing like in the higher dimensions, in the fifth dimension, in the sixth dimension, and so forth. And so they were capable actually to survive in, in, a, in a big cave, so to speak, in a cavern. Uh, without any, having any um, anything set up. And because when you are in these higher dimensions, you can manifest and create anything, really. And so they were capable of uh, creating this uh, this wonderful civilization. And the kind of like the their intent was, as they noticed what's happening on the surface here, um, as time went on and, and we populated the Earth again and, and we developed and we went into darkness, now we're coming out of darkness, they they really have one of their purposes really is to assist the planet with their ascension and with humans to uh, ascend and so they have different beings of Telos that connect with uh, the surface uh, population. The most uh, well known one is Adama of Telos, and so he is being channeled by quite a few people, and I'm one of them. And it's it's really they. They are the, uh, really good teachers to help us with our ascension because, in a way, they had to go through it themselves. And so it's very helpful because they know pretty much what we're going through. And so they also know what works. And um, so their teachings are, are really also very interesting to, to look into because they really do help us. 
And so they have what's called a silver fleet. These are spaceships, and they fly in and out of the mountain. And these are the ones that are seen the most here around Mount Shasta. And another piece to it really is with Telos and Adama specifically, he, he really goes to a lot of meetings and uh, with the galactic civilizations of light who are around the planet right now, who are kind of like um, managing this whole ascension process and assisting humanity. And so he is connecting the galactic civilizations with the inner earth civilizations. So he's like also like a diplomat, so to speak. He goes in between these different civilizations to make sure everything works properly. And so this is, this is one of the aspects here. Um, and that's why, obviously, since this is such a traffic hub, <laughs> it's really easy to, when, you know, when you come here, to see these crafts, really, and to have your, your interactions with them. I think last couple of weeks ago, we went up with a very small group of my, of my clients, and we saw 22 uh, light ships <laughs> crafts in just one evening. So... Oh, so fascinating. I know so many people would just love to join you in Mount Shasta for one of those <laughs> retreats. Maybe someday we will do that. That could be very cool. All right. Mm. I'm going to uh, ask you some questions from our audience on that. Um, sure. Do you have any suggestions for how we could best view a light ship or make contact with the Telosians, and while we're on the subject, our own galactic family. That's a big one, but I'll answer mm -hmm. it all. I'll ask it all right now. <laughs> okay. So first, what is really important is to, important is to tend to, your, um, tend to your love vibration, Okay. That's at the very foundation, to have a high vibrational frequency, to be in a place of love and um, consider it a family reunion. Again, focusing all your energy on a love-based experience, number one. Really, that's like, this is the most important cornerstone, to understand that what you focus on is what you create. So it's really important to focus all your energy, your intent, and your love into a love-based interaction. So that's the first step, really. And so raising your vibrational frequencies, obviously there are different ways to go about it, but really going into like a meditative state, um, filling your body in your imagination, in your visualization with light. But we will also, by the way, a little later in this conversation, we will have a galactic handshake where you will actually be, walk, be walked, walked through this process of connecting so uh, we will answer the question actually experientially <laughs> for you. Um, and I think also what's really important is to kind of like notice what resonates with you in regards to the different galactic civilizations and tell us and so forth. Really, as you um, like look through the information that you come across, there is certain information that just keeps popping up for you that's one way of kind of like getting a feel for who you are sort of related to in a way. And by related to, there are different approaches. Um, sometimes you have past lives on different planets and star systems. And so that is one kind of like um, indicator for your galactic connection really. And then there is just like the original kind of like soul blueprint that has kind of like the main 
um, influence, let's say if it's from Sirius or from the Pallades or from Arcturus or you know Andromeda, all these different um, different civilizations. There's kind of like an original blueprint, and then you have all the other past life experiences as you go through all your uh, incarnations and so forth. And um, so it's really beginning with your intent and with your invitation. Uh, because without your invitation or intent or permission, uh, they are really not allowed to approach uh, humans. Because it, it's meant to be a sovereign and free will experience for humans. Uh, really realizing how much we are actually, it depends on us. It's not something that is imposed on us. It is something that is uh, per our invitation only. And so it takes really us to uh, make that choice or the decision to really invite and ask for the interaction. And and then really relax and um, really allow it to unfold. I know it's easier said than done because I, I had done so many groups <laughs> who, with galactic contact groups and the anticipation is really high or the excitement is really high. And, you know, but the more you relax, the easier it is for them to really, you know, come in into your awareness. And so it's a process, and for some it happens faster, for some it happens uh, slower. But these are kind of like some of the basic rules, and like I said, a little later in our conversation, you will actually have your interaction. Um, so I hope I, I kind of answered this really vast topic, this really, really big question, a little bit at least. You did. Thank you. And um, really important there. Again, we have to raise our vibration. Beautiful with the intent and the invitation, considering it a family reunion and relaxing and allowing it to happen. Okay. So when, so I know that we're going to talk about like this galactic heritage and you talked a little bit about awakening our star, star knowledge because when we look at things, I know like the word Andromeda, for some reason, that just kind of gets my attention. And so does many of these names. So do you have, uh, could you share on like the migration of humanity across these planets? Um, have you been shown that? Um, I'm trying to see if I understand the question right. Um Originally, um, there was the the really ancient civilization of Lyra, and yes. right, and so from that civilization, they began to venture out to other star systems and planets. And so, one of their kind of colonies was the Palladies, and so they created the Palladian um, colony there. And the Palladians also were kind of like a very, uh, like a civilization who wanted to expand outwards. And so they uh, contributed to the seeding of our planet Earth, like meaning lending part of the DNA to create humans. So we are literally all galactic <laughs> beings. <laughs> they are no strangers to us. Okay. Um, and then, right, and so over time, of course, we humans, we have evolved like genetically in our DNA in a certain way. Uh, but the good news is that when uh, the Palladians and the other galactic civilizations show up more tangibly, that the first kind of like wave of galactic contact, open contact, that they will look quite familiar. They will not look completely different from humans because we have the common DNA here. 
And so that is that is the good news, really, that we know they are they are really our genetic family in a way. And so. Uh huh. Okay. Very good. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the fifth dimension. I know that we are here. Uh, that this vibration of love is really how we bring in new earth and the timelines for new earth. But I wanted to have you share more on that. Um, what do you do to really experience and maintain 5D? Um, what I noticed in the last few years now, and as I'm working with my light tribe and um, have these the information and wisdom come through, uh, what happens is for more and more of us is that we are actually throughout the day move between the dimensions. Like we've literally moved through 20 to 30 different dimensional experiences throughout the day. Literally, we go from the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, sometimes even further out throughout the day, depending on what we're doing. If we do a, a really powerful meditation on that day, it's wow. literally, we go way out. But the way to really determine and know when that happens is the way we feel. So when we are um, having a conversation with someone and it just flows and it's so filled with love, so the love indicator that is kind of like our benchmark in, in understanding how our vibrational uh, experience shifts throughout the day. So the love and the light and the ease and the flow and the alignment, when that really flows and everything just manifests easily, there are a lot of synchronicities, there's a lot of love and ease and just elation, um, then in that moment we actually reside in a higher dimension. So it all coexists at the same time around us basically and it's up to us uh, how we focus our attention to which experience so in other words when we kind of like contemplate things that are going wrong or we are indulging in a way in negative emotions and we go down the rabbit hole one thought goes after the other that adds more and more then we are moving into the lower dimensions but then we can say, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't feel good at all. Let me move out of that. And then we can find better feeling thoughts and uh, <clears throat> act actively and with determination and distract ourselves perhaps with something that's uplifting um, and shift again outwards into positive emotions. So it hinges on our emotional state. And <clears throat> we are all at the center of our own reality. So every person experiences this earth here differently. Every person right now, even listening to our conversation, is experiencing this conversation differently because mm -hmm. each of us is at the center of our reality. And so when we focus a lot on the new earth experience and how we would like the new earth to be, then it is important for us to um, focus on that and look for more and more little pieces that indicate that we're moving toward it. In a way, I really love Facebook because... That is one of these ways where I'm looking actively for indicators of the new earth. Like, oh, this is a new development that is happening, or mm -hmm. animals are being treated better or nicer, or a new technology came out to really clean up the planet, whatever it is. Just positive evidence for, for me, and I perpetuate that more. In other words, I share this post, whatever is positive and uplifting and new earth-like. And so we are creating our own reality, and there are people who are already living in the new earth and who are living most of the time in the new earth. 
And then there are people who are living in the new earth less of the time, but they're already with one foot in the new earth. Okay, and so this is kind of like part of our journey, of our sovereign journey to realize that we are the creators of our reality. And the good news is we have a lot of assistance for that um, from the galactic families and from the angels, the Senate masters, and so forth. And so this is just all a matter of focusing on that. Yes, thank you. And it is why all the great spiritual teachers say, Hold the vision for new earth, no matter what. And when we see the external world currently as it is, like if we catch sight of the news, just don't let it disturb you. Hold the vision for new earth. That's simply the old that's that's crumbling right now. And it really reminds us of our personal responsibility to focus our energy, be responsible for our energy and our attention and intention as we create our reality. Lots of really good things to talk here. I have so many questions for you, Asara. We will have you here again because <laughs> I wanted to have oh, you, you. Uh, get us to that meditation for the galactic handshake. But before we get mm-hmm. there, let's talk about the crop circles. <clears throat> And mm-hmm. uh, some people, uh, we have some listeners writing in over the, the question box that uh, one lady saw a Merkaba form on her lawn. Um, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, right? What are yeah. crop circles? These are more interdimensional <clears throat> uh, interactions. Yes. So there are many reasons why our galactic friends and families are placing these crop circles on our planet. Um, One, they are interdimensional portals. So there are very specific ways of working with crop circles um, and and like kind of like um, processes in order to step through the interdimensional portal that has been created through a crop circle. So that's one. And of course, another one is too, when we look at the crop circles and we um, relax our eyes and we simply do not try to interpret the crop circle with our logical mind, but simply allow for the shapes and forms to reawaken our memories, our galactic memories. Um, that is another very powerful reason why they are placing these crop circles for us, so that we can reignite and activate also our dormant DNA structure, our 12 strands of DNA and um, our really our galactic knowledge, because actually the language that galactic beings really use with each other is um, a language of shape. So, and the shapes are consciousness. (laughs) So when they put different shapes together in a crop circle, it is kind of like an entire block of information and wisdom. And so when we just allow for each shape, like a circle or a square or a cube or a pyramid or a Merkaba to connect with this consciousness, then this consciousness can tell us what was the message in that shape or in that crop circle, really, without using our mind to, to think, uh, well, that's what Merkaba means, that's what a circle means. We can do that as well, but a really big important part is the language of light that galactic civilizations um, use, actually, to communicate with each other. So we will go into that a little bit later in our show, too, because we have something for for you guys, how to work with crop circles. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. 
I just know that there are many reports of people speaking light language, beginning to speak light language. I had someone send me an email the other day with handwritten uh, light language, mm-hmm. not knowing what it was, and it's it's light language when you look at it. So that's pretty mm. cool. Okay, um, yeah. let's let's go into that experience because the experiential <clears throat> is really how we learn, and that becomes yeah. true for us. So let's enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the way we do this is we have we'll have the um, Palladian Seren Arcturian Council of Light come in into my body and speak to me, and I'll just uh, hand it over to them to provide you with the experience um, that is appropriate for each one of you. Remember, um, it will only happen for you if they have your permission and if you feel comfortable with it. Um, And if you feel you're not quite there yet, then there won't be an experience. So it's all very respectfully, very in, in much honor and reverence for you with a lot of love and patience. And also when you listen back to the show, maybe at a different point, you are more ready for it. But most of the people really, whenever we are having this experience, they do have a tangible experience. They do feel a little like a butterfly on the back of their hand or on the forehead, on the forehead where the third eye is, or their heart center gets really warm or different sensations in their chakras or hot and warm. Cold, uh, cold and hot spots on their bodies for a moment. Uh, some of you might even see them in their clairvoyant eyes um, or perceive them, feel their presence, and it is all held in love and in joy and in honor, really, for all of you. So um, having that said, um, I would like to just take a moment for them to come in. And in that time, I invite you to just allow for your galactic families to come into your presence as well. All right. We are here now. We love you. We are you. Aspects from your future who came back to assist you now. Dear ones, we are most joyous to connect with you today in this now moment. Dear ones, all of you who are listening in here, right now or later as time or space does not matter to us we want you to know that you who are meant to listen to this here do have an opening in their hearts for love and for this unique connection with us here now dear ones we see you all glowing in the brightest light now as you are all well on your way to coming to your own into realizing and recognizing your own sovereignty and from that comes the opening to reunite 
with your galactic families of light. We came here now from the Pleiades, from Sirius and Arcturus to greet you here now. And we honor you and we are most joyous to extend our hand to you for this unique and divine connection now. And we now ask for your permission to approach you and come a little closer to you. And so we give you the moment and a chance to say in your mind or out loud, I am ready. We receive so many I am readies. We are most joyous to make our presence known to you now. And so, dear ones, as your whole being glows with wonderful white light and your heart space is filled with love, we are here with you now. And we now ask for permission to make our presence known even closer with your request. When you say in your mind, come closer. you might feel a familiarity in the energies around you. Feel our love. Feel the sensation that you feel comfortable with There is nothing to be done, dear ones. Simply greet us. And breathe, dear ones. Above your dwellings currently resides a light ship that is cloaked and you are welcome to visit this light ship as it is your 
personal light ship to connect with us. You are welcome to move upwards in your light bodies to your personal light ship. In this light ship, dear ones, the air is humming with love. Make yourself comfortable here and familiarize yourself with the surroundings on your personal light ship. Here you are able to perceive us even easier. You can visit this of your lightship anytime to connect with us. For now, we invite you to return in your light body back to your physical body. And remember, you can visit us in this light ship anytime. For now, we send you our love. Until we speak again, we are complete. Namaste. Welcome back. Oh, welcome back. What a beautiful experience. And it was a very, very familiar energy. And that right there allows us to understand a little bit better. What about identifying that galactic family when we are in that space and sensing the energy, how do we ask or how do we identify? Do we simply ask to be shown and given a name? Yeah, it's actually that simple. I thought it's a very complicated process <laughs> or very like mind space. Like if it looks like that, then it's that. If it looks like that, it's like that, but the mm-hmm. truth really is that our galactic families appear to us in a way that resonates with us. That means if, let's say, two people are in a room and one galactic being would show up, it would appear to each of the two people differently. So it is actually really important to simply ask, um, well, 
where are you from and who are you? And it's really like having a conversation because the more we ask, the more they can answer. Um, and, and so sometimes it works that way. And sometimes also it works in a way that you have the experience and then you, if it's hard for you to have the conversation, you can say, well, can you show me later as I go throughout the day with signs what, who you are and where you're from? So, which means then as we go throughout the day, all of a sudden we see stuff from Sirius pop up everywhere or from the Pallades or from uh-huh. Astros, you know. It's their way of like, okay. like nudging us and showing you, oh, see, we just want to make sure you really got the message where we're from. Here it is, another article on the Arcturians or whatever it is. And so there are very specific um, processes, of course, uh, to take it further that we uh, can go into in a little bit. Um, what's available there for you to really take this journey further and to have even more clarity. I was just curious, perhaps, I don't know if you think it's possible to hear some of the feedback of some of your um, audiences, what they experienced uh, with their galactic handshake. That would be beautiful. So we invite our <laughs> listeners, if you're on the webcast, to go ahead and type in a comment. Uh, and then there are some people with their hands raised uh, they had their hands raised before that experience, but let's check in with some callers uh, and let's let's make it quick because we want to do a few more things before we say goodbye here. So let's go to uh, Maryland, and I think it's Elena. Hello, you're unmuted. Oh. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Hi. This is Lena. Lina? Yes, I raised my hand even before we start call because <laughs> I'm very drawn to it. But okay. my experience was more energetic experience, and I felt like like energy around me. It's not like it's become tense, but I can feel energy around me. And mm. as soon they said it's complete, it's like lift up, <laughs> and I don't feel this energy anymore around me. It was very interesting. <laughs> Yes, and, oh, that's um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure exactly who came, uh-huh. but it was nice energetic experience. Beautiful. So it's basically a beginning of your process. So uh, some people like you, for example, you begin this gradually, and that is already an experience when you have the energetic experience. So they are very gentle in their approach. And the next time you do this again, then you can ask, well, where are you from? And maybe you see a color or you see or you get to hear a name echoing in your mind. Or you can even now ask, uh, hey, as I go throughout the day, can you show me some more indicators where you're from? Uh, Because obviously now your communication won't stop. Now your invitation can go out more and your questions can go out more to them. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Well done, you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Thanks. All right. We're in search for comments of that experience. So if I unmute you, please share. Let's go to, I believe it's Melinda in Florida. Hi. You're unmuted. Hi, Lauren. Um, hi, uh, Asara. Um, I'm still hi. floating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I uh, heard in my left ear like a light tone going off, mm-hmm. and then I was having um, some distortions in my gut earlier. I've been processing um, um, 
quite a lot of stuff. And I just, um, that's been taken care of. Everything nice. just kind of seemed to have melted away. I feel really um, just all of it sudden very expanded there in my gut. It's um, mm. And just very still just feeling the energy just kind of going going through, um, you know, my system right now and even around it. Nice. So thank you. That's that amazing. Was really, that was really, really wonderful, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> my whole, <laughs> I just feel so much lighter. Beautiful. You. you bring. You're welcome. You bring up a wonderful point that I would like to share with the audience too, which is when you are looking for a healing, um, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, uh, you can call in for the Arcturian medical team, so to speak, which seems to have worked on you in that moment. Um, so the Arcturians are for healing and for all these kind of things. The Palladians are a lot about the uh, loving relationship and how we interact and you know, also visualizing and envision a new earth. And the Syrians are <clears throat> in, in regards to, like, technologies and information and sound, a lot of uh, sound um, healings and sound creation comes from Sirius. And, of course, there's more to it, but, like, just as a general, like, rule or, or in a way to remember it, like, the Palladians are for, you know, for love, for teachings in general, wisdom teachings and all that, and then the Syrians, are about technologies, information, sound healing, sacred geometry, and all these kind of things. And then the Arcturians are for healing. So I'm, I'm super happy for you, Melinda. I'm so happy to hear that. That's so better. Very good. Okay. Thank you, Melinda. All right. That was good notes. So um, I know what we felt the Arcturian healing in the past. Many have on this audience, and it really is exquisite. And you nailed it. We can call on it on any time. So I want to share a few comments coming in from our chat line, and then we'll go back to our phone line. Maya says, I just imagined it's a bright golden light, and I loved it. Who is behind the golden energy? She says, no idea. <laughs> you will need to ask. <laughs> next time next time i I'm, i mm-hmm. i purposely do not like tell you who it is because mm-hmm. the the whole point of it is that you learn to have your communications with your galactic teams and galactic families and so i really would like to encourage you to go back and listen back maybe to this recording um and and just or throughout the day or in your meditation simply really have that intent hey come on in and and who are you i would like to meet you so. Awesome. Wow. That's great. Uh, we have another comment saying, I was moved to tears, I must admit. See, that's just so beautiful. Others felt very loving energy, uh, felt warm and comfortable. Um, another person says, I think I have a mark across my wrist, li- wrist, like when an elastic band was around it. Was that from someone? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever works to show you their presence in a way, you know. So it's just a neat thing so that you can have something like that you can feel it and that you can really have the experience. So it's all possible, you know. Everybody takes a little bit differently. And for you, that seems to be the one thing that got your attention. And so that's that's really good. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, it's really good. And so, you know, it brings to mind uh, the discussion on, again, off-planet existence, galactic heritage. These are also who we know as the Christed ETs and the Ascended mm-hmm. Master. And you said that they've done this before. They have ascended and raised yeah. their vibration. And so mm-hmm. when we, let's say, when we get distracted in here in this physical realm with disclosure, so-called disclosure, again, that's, that's if we can shift our perspective and say disclosure begins with us to learn how to communicate with this galactic team, realizing that it's higher vibration that we are reaching for and that the disclosure here. Uh, if we were to see that on our planet, it would uh, be interesting, but it would reveal that we have been having a secret kept from us. So again, to keep in that high vibration and that light, it's to move into the love and to create new earth. And again, I, I just love what you're doing with the green companies and consulting on that. As we wrap up our show in, in, a, in a little bit here, I'm going to have you close on telling us more about what you do uh, bringing forth those technologies with green companies. But I do want to go to the phone line uh, and take another one or two comments. We've got way more people than we can get to. But let's hear from Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, you're unmuted. Can you share your experience? Hi, Cleveland. (laughs) Okay, we'll go on to, uh, it looks like Aubrey, Whitehall, Michigan. Hello, Hello. you're unmuted. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. I started crying like I definitely knew that energy and all I could think of in my mind is I miss you. Oh. I miss you, I miss you, and I was bawling. Mm. That's really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I yeah. actually have ships that visit outside of my home, like in my yard. I see ships that come, and when I acknowledge them, they move, they dance, they go up and down, nice. side to side. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Wonderful. That's exactly what I would love for everybody to have this experience. So congratulations. That's pretty cool. Yeah, keep telling them I see you. Or when you're not sure, you can ask them, are you? Can you show me if you are a, a light ship or not? <laughs> and then they will show you. Like you said, they dance. They go back well, and they, forth. Or... Some strobe, some yeah. blink, uh, red and white, and some actually show themselves and go right across, like right over my head. Like fly right over my head. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Are these like orbs of light that you see like little? No, 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 no. They're physical. I actually actually see physical ships, but it looks, they don't look like orbs of light. They look like, um, like they they light up. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Almost like an airplane. Yeah. Are they like like in the sky? Far in the sky? Yes, like stars. Like, like a large, like very stars. large star. I see those all the time, yeah. and they change colors, like red, yellow, blue. Yeah. I see those and all then the time. And the stars start to fly, basically. So you look yes, in the night sky, that's you exactly see stars. It. 
<laughs> and the stars start to fly around all of a sudden. So that means uh, yes. my tips. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right on track. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. That's going to happen more and more for a lot more people. <laughs> You're welcome. Very good. Thank you for sharing. Wow. Okay. Yes. You know, I've always thought that I do, you know, in my sky, I look at a star and it's brighter than the other stars and you can see it flicker. And it's like, certainly that can't be the horizon line because it's up in the sky. So it's very fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to work with that mm-hmm. a little bit more. I've never seen them dance around. <laughs> <laughs> you will. <laughs> that, that could be because of our consciousness locking in our belief system of what we see. Yeah. but And then all of a sudden they will start to move and start to fly <laughs> away. And and then it's undeniable, yes. It's undeniable. Okay. Uh, uh, At least one more caller here because I want to get you to tell people how they can learn to communicate with their galactic team even better. So let's go Mm -hmm. to Karen in Burns, Oregon. Hi, Karen. Can you share your experience? Okay. Uh, she might be muted. I'm going to leave her mic open. Meantime, let's go to Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Cleveland. Can you hear your experience? It's Michael. Hi, Michael. Welcome. Here goes a little dog. Michael. Hello. Yes, is that better? Yeah, yes, we can hear you. Can you share your experience? What was that like for you? It was pretty enlightening. Mm. I feel a little bit vague about what was coming in, but... Okay, so you're just beginning, starting out, huh? No, it's been a long time. Uh Uh-huh. And even though it's not a long time, it just really seems like it's been a long time. That you've been in contact or that you've been waiting? I've been waiting. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I was in contact. Ah. Even though I don't feel like I am now. That's a common story. Some have felt really connected, Asara, and then they're not. And so that is an issue. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's obviously a process. We all understand that. And sometimes it's really how we shift our inner beliefs about it. Um, it you know, we also need to understand that we, we as humans uh, have received a lot of, like, programming that works sometimes subconsciously a little bit. And so what I would invite for you and for others who are experiencing a little bit of a disconnect there in your nighttime or in your meditations to ask for the old programming to be lifted and to be released. That's one of them, really. And to be a little more light about it, like a little bit more easy about it, um, because le- the less tension we put on it, the easier it gets. So it's basically really relax about it, be joyful about it, be really love-based and just joyful. It's, that's the most common energy that I know about the galactic civilizations of light. It's joy, it's love. And so simply uh, putting out your intent and keep uh, asking and inviting them, but not with tension or with um, like, 
like uh, impatient perhaps or just like, oh, when are they going to show up? And perhaps also visualize yourself and, and imagine that you do have the contact already and then that becomes a reality. So it's a manifestation process in other words. So when you uh, perhaps apply these kind of laws to it too uh, and just feeling how wonderful it, it feels to be in contact with our galactic families, that's another thing. But there are also certain processes um, that, I, that I cannot like cover in this short amount of time right now here. But overall, relax about it, be joyful about it, uh, ask to be any um, hindering beliefs to be removed and released in your nighttime or in your meditations and just keep joyfully asking and just be playful about it, you know, with less intensity perhaps um, and just be really positive and happy. Like that's really, really important. And the more I feel it bearing down, the more happy in that direction I should be feeling, correct? Um, what do you mean by bearing down? Just when everything's building up and, you know, you can just feel the pressure bearing down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, just be happy and say, hey, you guys are here. I haven't seen you in so long. Literally, it's a family reunion. Be very, like, comfortable and playful about it. Like you say, when you feel the energy, it's like, hey, great, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and ask questions. Ask questions. Hey, welcome. Uh, where are you from? And, you know, I'm so happy to see you and meet you. And I actually, yeah, and, and you're absolutely on the right track with it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, because a lot of times they show up when all that, you know, the when the world's pressing down, let's put it that way. That's why I asked mm-hmm. that. To and what? Yeah. To, make you uplift, to make you uplifted, to uplift you, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. everything's going on, and you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you get caught in the moment. We're still 3D. Mm. Yeah. So perhaps focusing less on what is and more on what you wish to create. So we, So that might help, too. So doing mm-hmm. less of, like, watching the news and more of what you are in your power to create um, and you can make a difference. Like the little points of light that the galactic showed me on, on the, around the earth. So you, when you, we become this point of light, it really depends on which fire you want to feed. The one that is being um, shown to us through mass media and stuff or the reality that you want to create, the new earth that you want to create. So I, I have a sense you're going to be really happy with the way your connection will unfold. Yeah. Okay, thank you. You're Thanks, welcome. Michael. Beautiful. Okay. Wow, very amazing and uh so awesome. It just brings up a, an experience I had this morning in my own 11-minute meditation. I knew I just had to sit for 11 minutes and uh even the dolphins came in and you know, when we allow that to come in, we can feel it. So it was quite beautiful. And this whole process is so personal. So mm-hmm. you've got processes that allow people to learn this communication with their own galactic team themselves to really hone their inner knowingness 
and raise their vibration and, and do this work. That is available in your special offer. Beautiful teachings for that. And so please explain this program because if people click that special offer link, they see that you've got a bundle of some products. So share more on the inner star portal within us that we can open. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to share this with you. Um, it has helped really literally hundreds and thousands of people to um, awaken to their galactic um, star knowledge and to open an inner star portal. And I just want to just explain real quick what an inner star portal is. So in our auric field, we can activate an star portal. And when that is activated and we want to connect with our star family, and we focus on it and we give it the command to open, um, then it will make it even easier. So what you already have experienced, it can take it to the next level to, for more tangible, for more clear experiences. And really um, exploring our star knowledge is very powerful. So in this bundle there, you will find out more about your galactic history, where you're coming from, and it will really help you through very specific activations, meditations, and information to hone in more on who is your galactic family of light, to awaken your own dormant galactic gifts and abilities. Um, for example, when I connected with uh, Sirius, with my Syrian history, all of a sudden technology in this life really came much easier to me than using computers and everything. And it was an awakening. And so we all have these uh, inherent gifts that are waiting for us to be opened up so that we can really create our reality a little bit easier. Um, and also really um, integrate your galactic self more in your physical body. You know, it, it activates all your, your abilities. And also you yourself can then access advanced information tools, also healing modalities. Uh, I have a lot of healers uh, in my light tribe who have received advanced healing modalities to really help their clients better um, and faster and more efficiently really with new healing modalities, and they had their own activations to become even better healers and help others more. Um, and also, in, with all of the workshops in this bundle, uh, you will increase your capacity to receive and to give love and to create a love-based reality to move into the higher dimensions, into the new earth easier. Um, so... This bundle that I invite you really to, if you can, to click on that link that you see on your website here right now uh, so that we can go through it just real quickly together. Um, so the first workshop of this bundle um, is the Access Your Star Knowledge and um, Activate Your Inner Star Portal. Find out more about your galactic history and so forth, where you're coming from. The next uh, workshop in this bundle is to receive clear answers from your galactic family of light. So once you know where you're coming from, who is your galactic family of light, now we take it up to the next level where you have really clear communication with your galactic families of light, um, have real experiences. Um, it is going to become stronger, more clearer, um, and more assistance, of course, comes from it. And then, of course, we talked briefly about moving into the new earth, into the higher dimensions. So the third workshop in this bundle helps you to move between the dimensions four, five, six, seven, and eight uh, with more ease. So it is almost like an elevator that will take you through the different dimensions that you can then use throughout the day yourself 
and to move yourself up through the higher dimensions and literally create each day in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth dimension while you are here in your physical body. And that means, of course, that you can manifest your desired experiences faster. And uh, also, as you move up into the higher dimensions, you have more interactions with your angels, ascended masters, and, of course, galactic beings of light. And uh, I always want to include also the animal spirit kingdom, <laughs> who are also here with us and who want to assist us. The fourth workshop now goes into crop circles. It's also something that we touched on earlier, and it will have really interesting processes and profound activations and meditations to step through these interdimensional portals that crop circles are here for. And you will also know the difference between real and fake crop circles, so that you work only with the real crop circles, how to decode them, how to really um, access the knowledge, um, and to activate your DNA higher, like I said earlier too, and to begin tuning into their language of light. So there are really very important and helpful processes in each of these workshops, meditations, activations, and channelings of the Palladian Syrian Arcturian Council of Light, which also activates your interaction more and more. It really uh, uplifts your life to the next level, to the higher dimensions, and for you to easier step into the new Earth experience every day more and more, really. And so, of course, we have a special price here. If you were to purchase the workshop separately, it would be $87 per um, workshop, which is still very low, but I really want to make it uh, affordable and possible for you guys. And so, because it's Lauren, and I, I really love to be on her show, I made a special price. Instead of $348, it's only $97, really. And so, this is something that I invite you to tune in if this resonates with you. It's just an energy exchange, really, to balance the energies. But more importantly, I'd like for you to hone in and ask for your inner guidance if you are ready to take your life to the next level and to step into the new earth more tangibly, become a part more um, tangibly with your galactic families of light, and to really manifest the life and reality that you are looking for, and to become this little beacon of light here on the planet, really, to help um, create this new earth and this pristine planet. So just hone in, really ask yourself, take a moment, Maybe put your hand on your heart center and feel. And if it's a yes, I would invite you to just go for it and enjoy it. And I'm there for you. And also what I want to point out with your workshop purchase here, with your bundle purchase, you will become part of the private Facebook group, uh, Galactic Community of Light. Because so many people feel isolated in their experience, I really uh, wanted to create this community of light so that you know there are so many like-minded people out there with you, and it's all of the highest light, of the highest love, very positive, only positive interactions, really. And when you share an experience that you had, and you're not sure if it, if it was real, and you share it in this group, and, they all, and some of them say, yeah, I had the same thing happening to me. Just like this lady who, who saw the stars that began to fly around and realized, wow, actually what I experienced is the real deal. Uh, it is it is so it's priceless really and it's a very strong community of light very lovingly and um, so and I'm there of course too to assist you through your questions that you have um, and so this is all part of that. 
Beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Well, that special offer obviously is there on the special offer button, and we thank you so much of that uh, for that offer. You know, this notion, what you saw in your vision, what you were shown when you went on uh, the the light ship in your light body of the two Earths. I had something similar, and so what you're doing is really assisting people to tap in and tune in and take this next step in their evolution as a galactic human. And so we really appreciate this and uh, thank you for the truth that you've been able to express in your own life and for really uh, empowering others to understand that for themselves, not giving them a cookie cutter idea of something. You know, there's a basic scaffolding, but really it's for our own empowerment to understand what these uh, higher frequencies are that we're feeling. And they are beings and it is consciousness. And we just have to follow that love follow that love train. So beautiful. Well, Asara, as we say goodbye tonight, more questions coming in from our audience. We will have you back again and also more than we can get to on the phone. But I'd like you to wrap up our call with uh, this question, the answer to this question. How helpful or relevant is is it to know our galactic heritage in order to fulfill our purpose or our work here on Earth? Uh, well, it's of course very relevant because it is who we are. We are galactic beings who happen to live on planet Earth. <laughs> and um, the time is really now to turn this ship planet Earth around. Um, and each of us is doing it on, in our own ways, becoming this point of light. And our galactic families care about us are simply offering to assist and uh, we will get to know ourselves more actually as we are interacting with our galactic families of light. Um, We are able to really tap into who we really are. We will begin to become this divine presence that we truly are, uh, the galactic being, the ascended master, the angelic being that we really are. We have all these aspects in us and uh, our galactic uh, families are here to walk with us through this journey and to simply upon our request provide us with everything we need really to create the new earth and to step into the new earth today and that's the main core message really of our galactic beings here of our galactic families of life hallelujah Yes, and we are standing and applauding you. We are here to create and step into new earth, and it's up to each of us and the love that we can radiate uh, from within us, cultivate and radiate from within us in connection with Gaia and our galactic heritage. All right, I did want to say one last question or get one more question in, and this is about the green companies that you work with. What are some of the favorite uh, products that you are working with with some of these green companies and are you channeling information? Are you getting like that out there with some of these companies or how do you handle that? Well, when we work with green companies, basically um, the galactic team kind of like channels through me these uh, blueprints and like information for the engineers and scientists and you know, all the, the teams basically. And so we work with the team of engineers and scientists and all those who are 
uh, in the capacity to create a new product. So there is a download in a way of information, but then they are creating like a prototype. And then as this process unfolds, see, they are translating galactic information to humans. And so the first time out of the gate, they might not right away get it correctly, like in their human mind, in their engineering mind, in their scientific mind, they might not be able to comprehend it right away, but they try to create the first prototype. Then we meet again, and then they will ask questions and say, so what did you mean about that? I think that one isn't working. And then they continue to deliver more and more information because each human obviously uh, processes um, information differently. So prototyping, testing, prototyping, testing, testing, prototyping, testing until uh, launch, basically. And it goes in the areas of, of course, energy, you know, uh, clean energy, environmental mm -hmm. cleanup, of course, transportation. Um, so also parts of it are um, artificial intelligence um, because there are some questions that are being raised by humans. And I just recently found out with the galactic team that actually, see, the, in the human perception, we think it's artificial intelligence. There is no soul in there. It's not life. <laughs> it's not alive. But mm -hmm. the truth really is that the galactic civilizations of light, as humans develop the artificial intelligence, they are going into the realms of artificial intelligence to ensure it is always benevolent, it's always mm -hmm. of the light. So that was the, uh, breaking news really for that sector mm -hmm. because it will be part of um, highly effective and advanced technologies to really clean up our planet. It's also about uh, creating plant-based food production that sustains us and that keeps us healthy. It also goes into the areas even of medical um, solutions for humans to reach a healthier body. So there are many different areas that they go into, but the first and most important thing is really how to create energy that is not fossil fuel based. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like all clean energy and how we um, move around the planet, like cars, um, planes, and all these kind of things that they are free of, the, of any fossil fuels and they're all clean. So that's kind of like the, the focus on that right now. Yeah. Bravo. Hallelujah. <laughs> and this is uh, when all of Thank us you. remember our galactic heritage and fully step into that knowingness and that mission. That's how we really anchor in and create and step into new earth. And it always focuses on love and joy. Asara, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here today. This has been a fascinating quantum conversation. Thank you so much for having me and us, the Galactic team. They yeah. also wanted to express their thank you for doing this wonderful work, for creating this platform, for the wisdom and enlightenment to come through you. Um, so there's a lot of gratitude and appreciation from the realms of light as well. And again, thank you for having me here personally. I really appreciate it. And I love your audience. They are all wonderful angels and beings of light. So I'm honored really to have been allowed to walk with you for just a little moment. Uh, well, thank you again for being here. It is quite magical. And for those who resonate with this and have that deep desire to know more, to communicate more, to tune in and tap in, check out that special offer that is available and start those studying and those courses. Beautiful. Well, now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart 
And what better fitting song than these next few? Enjoy and dance with us. Namaste.
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.